This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about The Wrestler. That's not real wrestling. <laughs> this movie came out in 2008, directed by Darren Aronofsky, written by Robert Siegel, starring Mickey Rourke, Marissa Tomei, Evan Rachel Wood. How many arms did Siegel have to break? to write this movie to get it made <laughs> you don't want to know <laughs> um all right whose was this scott's this, this was mine all right all right scott what's your history with this movie uh so you know when i went into the, the theater to see this and and again you know i I've had like a rough couple of weeks you know not, nothing too terrible and you know i just wanted to watch something that was a little lighter um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine like that scene in uh, the Naked Gun. You coming out of the theater, yeah, yeah. just laughing your head off. What, the, what was, the wrestler what, on the marquee. What, what was that one? Um, uh, I, think I think it was Platoon. platoon. Yeah, it was Platoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so an uh, Aronofsky fan. Um, I think previously I'd, I'd gone to see The Fountain, um, and that was was really good. And you know, all, all the stuff is good. And, uh, but yeah, I did uh, go go to see this in the theater. It had some kind of word of mouth buzz for it. Um, you know, you they did a really smart marketing for it, where you know it, it kind of sells itself with the you know the the role Mickey Rourke was born to play, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get Oof. more into. Uh, yeah, yeah, saw it, saw it in the theater. Um, you know, when one of those you know we'll, we'll talk a little a little bit about this later too with uh, some of the Oscar stuff but um, you know this got nominated for stuff um, and you know it's, it always, always feels good when you're you're ahead of the curve and that kind of stuff so alright Alex what's right. your history with it I only saw um, commercials and trailers for this movie and I thought you know what I'm laughed out so I don't need to see another comedy <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see another comedy by Darren Aronofsky <laughs> now it just it didn't really grab my attention I mean I watched wrestling when I was a kid and I knew you know and when this movie came out I was just starting to learn about all the dark side of wrestling and stuff but uh, I really the dark didn't... side of the ring yeah I never actually saw that but you know you know news stories and stuff started coming out People calling shit out for what happened to him, but you know, behind the scenes, which is awful. So it's like I don't, you know, I don't really feel I got to be in the mood to watch an Aronofsky film, you know. Um, and I was not to watch this one because it's like I have enough pain in my life right now, so I'm gonna leave this one alone. But I saw it for the first time, and uh, I enjoy it, and I never need to see it again. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. <laughs> one, one watch, and I'm good. All right, I'll go next. Yeah, I did not see this until this week. 
Uh, by the way, it was it was on it's streaming on HBO Max right now. Oh so yeah. yes, yes, yes. Who wants watch to go it again? On, yeah, watch it. Um, I heard of it. I remember when it was getting the Oscar buzz, and it just didn't really pique my interest too much. Uh, but also, yeah, I've been like I watched Beyond the Mat a long time ago and Dark Side of the Ring, so I've kind of known for a long time. It doesn't end well for most of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really. Anything they did here really is not going to make up for the stuff that I kind of already know happens in real life. But so that's kind of one reason I never watched it, you know. But still, I, mean, I was interested in it, and so when you guys not nominated, I was happy to watch it. And yeah, kind of it's a good movie, but you know, just kind of what I was expecting. So uh, except for one thing or two things, I should say, I wasn't expecting. Um, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, well, what could you possibly mean, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's time to go over our list. As usual, we talk about seven items. Scott, what's your number seven? Okay. Uh, so my number seven, you, you, you just mentioned, Jeff, like you, you're already kind of up to speed on what was really going on behind the scenes, as it were. Uh, but, but I really like the way the, the movie handles this. It was very casual. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's almost no, like, exposition for the audience to be like here's how wrestling works behind the scenes it's all just these guys being themselves and according to the trivia the locker room scenes were were mostly ad-libbed so when they're going over you know how they're gonna play out the fights um that that was ad-libbed um the uh the the way that yeah, they're all um, just in these shitty <laughs> like back rooms, and and he kind of gets a dress, a quote unquote dressing room, to himself mm-hmm. uh, a couple times, um, just on his his old star power. Um, yeah, I just really like them, just kind of hanging out, um, you know, talking about like you know bring bring the the low heat, like, and then you know seizing the terms. Uh, yeah, they don't really explain that, which I don't think you need to. Talking about, you know, you're the face, I'm the heel, all this, you know, you yeah. know, uh, just take it, bring it to the end. I, I forgot the other terms they were using, but just like, but you don't. I don't think you need to know that. That's no, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think like a like a, a less smart movie would have tried to explain it. Like, right? They would have had some scene where he like explains it to like Mr. Tomei or something stupid like that, where. It just uh, doesn't matter, right? but it is it is interesting to me to to see the the actual behind the scenes there, and, it, and it's all you know a little more to say about it, but um, you know largely treated with respect. Like I I don't know that it's necessarily that awful for all the wrestlers like it is for him, um, but you know they're they treat him like real people. Um, you know nobody's made a joke in this movie, yeah, and, and I think it would have been easy to do that. Yeah, and I, I want to say one thing they did to me drug out a long time, but the, I knew it was like the razor blade scene. Like I didn't need, so like because I know that exactly what he was doing, it felt long. Um, oh, okay. So, so I'm glad they did it. I mean, they did it once. If they would have done that for every single behind the scenes wrestling, it wouldn't have got, then it would have got like unbearable. Yeah. Okay, you did it yeah. the one time. Show that you know he cuts his blades himself and all that. And I was like, it was cool they showed it, but it was like okay. I'm like all right, got it. Yeah, according to trivia, that he 
actually did that to himself. Like I was, I was betting he did. He just seemed like the guy that would do that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm sure he didn't do the other hardcore again. match though. <laughs> All right, Alex, number seven. My number seven is kind of what Scott went over a little bit is working out the moves in the locker room and everything. That felt so genuine that I. I didn't read the trivia. I'm like, this has got to be just ad lib. These guys are probably real wrestlers that are trying to work their way up, you know, to superstardom, or maybe they're just doing it because they love it so much. And everybody was like, all the lines and everything was felt so genuine. Like they were actually going out to put on a show. So I really liked that a lot. All right. Um, what am I? Mine are, this time, are in no particular order. It's just kind of a mind dump, and this movie is not really like, ooh, I like that. It was just kind of all over the place. But yeah, the yeah. one thing I did not like uh, was the camera style. The camera, like, it <laughs> felt like a documentary at times, but at other times it wasn't. Like, it felt like it had breaking its own rules. It felt like me writing an essay in high school and I'm changing from first person to third person. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. I was confused. Maybe there is some smarter thing I'm not getting there, but like, there were times where it definitely felt like it was a document. Like when he's at the, like the signing, the autograph signing, that was kind of meant to fail. Or when he shows up, it's kind of like the camera's in the corner just watching it. But then other times you're just in this trailer with him and you're, you're having these other personal moments with him in the bar and stuff. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of all over the place. And it got me a little sick at the beginning, especially when they're kind of following him behind his back. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, get, I get that part of it anyway. <laughs> and I, I did like when you know he they did have like kind of the mirror shot of him going from to the ring and then later on when he's going down to the butcher's counter right and going through the plastic slats as opposed to on stage like i get what they were kind of doing there but it still didn't like a lot of that but um well that's it that's my number seven hmm. scott number six <laughs> so the reason i was laughing jeff was uh my number six it. is the way this whole movie is filmed <laughs> <laughs> um, more more to say like kind of specific way they, they do some things later on my list but uh yeah i like that it's it's just painfully intimate um there's almost no music like there is no score to this movie yeah. um it's just the camera following him around lots um, of hair metal yeah you get, get the hair metal when he's just playing it for himself or in cinema yeah, source something. music yeah uh the um you know the the first was it like five minutes ten minutes you don't even see his face it's just kind of yeah. following him around and yeah you know just to, to kind of give a sense that yeah this this isn't really anybody that is worth paying attention to um and then uh yeah like it, it a lot of close-up shots on him and his craggly face <laughs> uh it's got a lot of character yeah yeah um and, and you know some some of the way the the more emotional scenes like that whole scene when he's he's, you know, apologizing to his daughter, like, and she's not even in frame, um, it's just all on him. Uh, you know, some some of the interesting choices with, with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the the way they they cut the uh, no pun intended the way they cut the deli scenes together, um, you know, feels very claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of feel the pressure that he he's kind of feeling, you know, just one person after the next. Um, so yeah, just, and, and the the handheld stuff isn't anything new with Aronofsky, but uh, you know I, I really liked it here. And yes, Jeff, I did. It was making me a little nauseous at points. I will admit that. 
But like, like everything you said, I kind of agree with, but then it's inconsistent. Like this time where he's in like the little liquor store or whatever, and they're hitting each other over the head with plates, and he goes to the counter guy and he hits it. Like it just now all of a sudden it felt like I was watching Spinal Tap or something. Like it was supposed to be a documentary. Like I, I, I don't know. That's why I felt inconsistent. Like sometimes it was you know went from like a documentary mode to the not a documentary. That's what I didn't like. Maybe. Uh, if I ever do watch this movie again, I'll have to see what the context of the scene is whenever it's handheld and not. So yeah, maybe there's I, something there. I was trying to think. I was thinking there was something like that that I'm missing. Like this is. Hmm. But I. But I guess I, whatever. I'll leave that to smarter yeah. people. Um, you know what? I could also see them like. Uh, I don't know if this was in the trivia, but maybe they cut out like some scenes where they're doing like a a mock interview. With some of the people, you know, because it feels like that that kind of would fit in with the I, movie, I but then for whatever I, reason, I, I, I they took it out. I don't think there was anything like that. No, no. Mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke looks at the camera and shrugs like Jim from The Office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. All right, um, <laughs> Scott. I'm sorry, Alex. Number six. My number six is that he's still great with kids. Not his own kid, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But it was great seeing him, like, all the kids, you know, banging on his van. It's like, Ram, wake up. And I thought he was going to go, like, be a grumpy old man. But he was playing with them outside and everything. He called the other kids, like, hey, you want to come over and play Nintendo? Which was awesome, by the way. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. I wonder if they actually pro- made a ROM. According to the trivia, they did. They, they, made, oh! they actually made a game, a fully playable game for that that scene oh i i need that game <laughs> i need it <laughs> it's awesome let's 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 call it duty <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah the first one was set in world war ii this one set in the war in afghanistan oh yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> so is this modern warfare are you talking about yeah 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 because yeah. i'm thinking i forget i didn't know how old this movie was i didn't realize it was already 15 years old yeah jesus yeah. christ mm-hmm. so yeah it was cool Right. Uh, well, Nintendo always comes up. <laughs> uh, my number six is pretty much dead on with him. It's just that what you're saying, Alex, is the relationship with kids that he's good with is what they like him for the wrestling stuff, not being personal. Like he couldn't be a real yeah. father to anybody. He, his thing is the ring, and that's what. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, you watch these other real things. You know, these wrestlers, they retire like twelve times because they want it. They they know they know the right thing is to be with their families and they just, they can't, they can't get out of the limelight. They have to be in it. So with those little kids, that's what he is. He's just a big, he's wrestling with them, right? Or he's playing the game. Like, it's just, it's so sad, but it's, it was very interesting. I love the way they did it. And then mm-hmm. just when you think he's getting back with his daughter, no. Yep. He slips up. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that this movie will, if he lives, <laughs> don't think he does, but if he does, I don't think he does. Not that, kind that, that thing's gonna repeat over and over again with his yeah. daughter until he dies. So, um, yeah, that's my number six, Scott. Number five. Uh, number five is uh, I, I really liked how the first time he walks to the deli counter, he treats it like in his head, uh, like like he's going out to <laughs> to a match, mm-hmm. like he's psyching himself mm-hmm. up for it, and then. He gets out there, and it could not be more mundane. Like the and, and really, the the majority of the movie is just him going around, 
just doing this like the most basic of unglamorous things um, in between the the brief moments when he's in, in the center stage. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the. It was pretty much the only time they kind of played around with, um, really the the audio uh, when because they have the the sound of the the crowd cheering as he's walking down. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I like that that analog to to what <laughs> to what he was giving up. You know, this is, he in a sense he's like, well, this is my new like center stage. Like it obviously doesn't last long. Uh, but so, to to that scene, what I got out of that too was that he was not looking forward to it. It started out bad, and he kind of got into it, and he started enjoying it. He started making it fun, mm-hmm. and it was only after that first successful day is when he started calling all the wrestlers and telling him he was done. Because before then, he was lying. Or he was lying. I'm fine. I just yeah yeah had a stomach yeah. ache or whatever. I was out of there in two hours or whatever. It wasn't until that somewhat decent day at work where I think he kind of tricked tricked himself that he could do this, right? And then he that's when he started canceling all his promotions or whatever. And then right. just yeah, and then he starts working. Yeah, all that stuff started coming together. We'll talk about it. But it's what happens. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> Alex that's number fine. five. Also, the deli counter. <laughs> I really like the just juxtaposition of both the times he was back there. Jeebus, Sage, what a way to quit. A job. Ugh. God damn. I saw that blade. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it is. It's like, oh, it's a very, goddamn. very short lived uh, Chekhov's <laughs> meat yeah, slicer. Chekhov's but... blade. Oh, Chekhov's I blame that old fucking battle axe. Oh, that's <laughs> further on my salad. list. <laughs> okay, but I hate that lady so much. We can talk about her now. He should have threw the potato salad in her face. Yeah, I quit. You old bag. <laughs> you should have done the ram horns on her from the yeah. top of the counter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, oh man, it was, it was, like it did put a smile on my face when he was getting into the job. He was, he was like, come on, man, go along. He's like, yeah, go Cowboys, great football team, whatever. He was actually having fun with it, having fun with the customers. And it can be. It's like it's rare <laughs> in retail, uh, food service, or whatever to have good days like that. But they're there. It just sucks that yeah, it was short lived for him. Yeah. All right. Um, my number five is. All right, I'll just change my order there. My number five was the lady ordering the potato salad. <laughs> She's the villain of this movie. She is. She's the ultimate heel. And I'm sure that happens, man. Like, oh my yeah, god, a little more. That's really the only time the movie. A little less. He, he gets upset a few times. It's really the only time he gets mad. Isn't that scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Between him and the the boss, and I couldn't figure that. If I have a, a like my a big gripe about that movie, it's that guy because the guy's like helping him out, but he's also just a complete dick too. So I couldn't figure out like what the relationship was supposed to be exactly. Yeah, same here. Like he's kind of like Polly from Rocky, but not really, because he's a dick. But he helps Rocky out. He's giving him like, I mean, they're not necessarily yeah. like great jobs, but it's not like he's trying to shaft him. He's like, yeah, I've got like yeah. legitimate work for you. Yeah. Like, and he gives it to him. I mean, he's a, he's a complete <laughs> asshole, but he I do find tell it... Randy's sister that her pussy's busted. So, Jesus, um, <laughs> fucking Polly. Jesus 
Christ, Alex. Um, well, it's in the movie. <laughs> it's in the movie. No, we're not talking about that movie. I know. Oh, I okay. You. Oh, sorry. What? What is this? I know. Um, he, uh, like, he's a, a storage clerk or whatever. He's packing boxes. The next thing he does, oh, I right, go sling some slaw. Like, I don't. Wonder, would that be the same? Like, do you get trained on that meat slicer? <laughs> you show you show him getting trained up on some of it. Yeah, on the fryer. On the fryer, yeah, I'm sure yeah. the, the meat fryer isn't that difficult. It's just like, this is where you put the meat, you go back and forth, do not put your fingers here. Yeah. The one rule that they have for the slicer, <laughs> and he breaks it. I'm just saying, it just felt a little weird that this guy, they would just throw him right up there with the meat slicer and the fryer. And yeah, I guess, I guess if, you, if you think about it, like, cause that, that's, yeah, that seems yeah. like a better job than packing stuff all day, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least as far as, like, if you're a broken down man, like, like he is... Broken down piece of meat. <laughs> All right, Scott number four. Uh, number four is uh, Marissa Tomei um, and and their relationship. Um, something arguably the most tragic thing in this movie is is, is their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she it, at the same time as as him, she's also you know wants to hang it up as it were um but she actually does it um and the way she does it is she decides she's going to take a chance on this guy there's some attraction there but i i think it's more just that she she knows that he sees something in her um and yeah she's willing to take a chance on him um Mm -hmm. and when she shows up at the end and he still goes out there anyway, and then she leaves. Um, there's that one shot where he looks up and he sees that she's not there. Um, right before he does the ramjet. Uh, is is brutal. Um, but yeah, I, I like this idea. These these two, you know, lonely people. Um, yeah, I'm sure he he was like initially like it was a physical thing with her, um, but. Yeah, Hell the yeah, whole thing's just sad, and and also she's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she was. Yeah, hey, fuck those college kids. Yeah, like, I, I was I was thinking about that. I was like, was, was there a point in my life, like, I, I you know naturally I've been awkward around a stripper no matter what, but um, where I've been like, oh no no I don't want I don't want a forty however she was like Marissa Tomei, like <laughs> this is. Because yeah, that's, that's a baffling to me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Stupid. Yeah, she, she was forty-four in this. It looks, yeah. looks like. If anything, she was too attractive for the role. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what she was supposed to be. Doing. She was too attractive to be Aunt May. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much. So. Um, but yeah, she she's really good here. Um, mm-hmm. Aronofsky like went out of his way to show her. <laughs> The work she'd put in uh, to, to prepare for the role, um, but uh, yeah, their 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 relationship uh, is is just, like tragic, uh, beautiful at the same time. All right, Alex number four. I agree, Alex number four. My number four is the blood match that he has because it caught me a little bit by surprise. Hardcore because yeah, hardcore hardcore match because um, he's talking to the, the guy looks like a jobber and everything you know and it's like okay why are these talking oh they're gonna do a match 
It's like, this seems, like, kind of uneven. And then when he starts talking about a staple gun, I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to happen. So, that that was... And it was edited together really great. Because they just showed, like, the the last bits of the match of Randy winning. And then, yeah, oh, my gosh. He walks through and everything goes to the medic to get all patched up. And it was uh, awesome. Because I didn't think they were going to show it. I thought they were just, okay, that might be too gory for, you know, a general audience or whatever. So I can see why they wouldn't show, like, the whole match. But then, <laughs> like, they showed the individual wounds. And then 14 minutes earlier, and then how it happened. It's like, oh, that was great. It was awful. <laughs> I mean, it was, oh, it was, yeah. oh, I don't think I'd ever go watch yeah, full, a full match. I fully agree. I got more to say about it, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, it was amazing. I didn't never see, need to see it again. <laughs> Alright, well, my number four is also the hardcore match. Uh, I have hardcore match was brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I watched wrestling. I watched WWE, though. Like, they, they had hardcore match in the Raw Attitude Era, but it was nothing like this, the independent stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that stuff can get brutal, like they were showing there. Um, I think that, yeah. that guy's, like, like Alex was saying earlier, I'm like, I think that guy's a real... In, you said independent league or or, or circuit or sure. whatever you call it. I I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of bet all those guys were that weren't Mickey yeah. Rourke. <laughs> I, did, I did I did like mm-hmm. we, we when he's talking to him beforehand. He's like he's like yeah I'm good for like one like buckle turn or whatever he called it because his knees were shot. Like <laughs> yeah, he's like I can't move. Like I can't run. <laughs> yeah, and I I liked how they shot. You see all the stuff in him, and then you find out okay, this is how he got the hole in the side of his stomach and this is how he got the staples and this is how he got the shards of glass and this is how um yeah it was brutal um yeah and that shit happens man some of these leagues it's ah. like as they started bringing it in in the 90s with man mankind and the dudley boys and stuff but then i think vince kind of put it into that and i think now they don't do any of that stuff like it's pretty goodness. bad yeah because I guess the target audience is kids. <laughs> yeah. You're saying kids don't love that? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we're on to Scott number three. Okay. Uh, my number three is uh, you know, to go back to the way the movie's filmed, the way the wrestling is filmed. Um, it's all mm-hmm. like extremely well done. It's, it's, it's very visceral. Um, most of the the wrestling they filmed is right there next to the wrestlers. Um, it's an interesting perspective because um, you know when you're watching professional wrestling, it's it's like most sporting events. You know, you're it's it's from a distance, um, but here you're like right on top of them for for most of it. Um, and, and the sorry, and the entertainment not Hollywood's not there, right? It's not the the fireworks and the light show, right? The, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, all, all the. The, the announcers screaming from the side, like all that, yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, it, it, again, it goes back to what I was saying where it's intimate. Um, you're, you're right there, and it, it is fun to to see them kind of call out stuff to each other um, to, to give, like, signals. And, and, uh, but, yeah, just the way it's filmed, really, you know, they're, it still looks and, and feels cool. Like, this is as close as I think Aronofsky's gotten to, like, filming, you know, quote-unquote action. Uh, but But it... It's fun to watch. Like, you know, it kind of reminds me of you know why I, I got into it as a kid. Um, and it just kind of a different take on it. Uh, so yeah, that's my number three. 
All right. Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is Randy trying to reconcile with his daughter. Um, tragic from beginning to end. You know, uh, <laughs> because this is the movie, this is the wrestler. You know that it's not going to end well, unfortunately. And as a dad, it's like I, w- I wanted to root for him, but he, he was only doing it for obviously just selfish reasons. He was only doing this for himself, not really for his daughter. Uh, I, 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 I disagree on that end. Like, I, I, I do think he, he genuinely wanted to reconcile. He does care about her. But he just can't get out of his own way. Exactly. Like, like, oh, yeah, we'll okay. talk more about that. But like, like, yeah. I mean, there there is something selfish, but I don't think like morally wrong. Where you know he's like, I had a heart attack. I wanted you to know. Like, yeah. Like based on the relationship, that is kind of like a messed up thing to to drop on her. But mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like anything like evil. Like I don't think it's anything like no, not evil, like but... reprehensible. It's just it's yeah. It's, um, the ring is altogether evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just had you know. But yeah, yeah. Trying to get his, his, he had his own reasons and everything, and if it works out, fine. But if not, he still had the ring, and that's kind of the way it went. It sucks. He, I mean, yeah, I guess he should have known that this was his last chance. One slip up, and yeah, it was all gone. Yeah, like I think Scott said it right. You can't get out of their own way. Like they, they yeah. know. Yeah, they should be there for their kids, and they should stop. They just he yeah. knew and he wanted to be. Rick, and I mean, he still look at the history that. of Ric Flair. If you want to see yeah. anything like that, like that's just one example of one of the most successful wrestlers of all time. And his personal life is his family members are just can't compare to him giving the attention from the ring and everything. It's just so uh, helicopter dick. All right. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, you done, Alex? Sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three was... Um, that's what we're on, number threes, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. When... So this is before the sad stuff starts happening. With the, his first, like, wrestling day, or kind of a little montage of him prepping to what it be, to be like a wrestler. So he, he goes and gets his hair bleached. Yeah. He goes and gets... The, goes in the tanning booth. He goes shopping, right? Like yeah, all it's that so, stuff. So like incredibly mundane, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, like I'm sure at one point when he was in, I don't know if they never said he was in like WWF, but whatever. He was when he was in the big time. They were doing all stuff for him, but now you got to keep up your own, your image on your own, and you got to get the drugs, you got to get your HGH, like all that stuff. It was mm-hmm. yeah, I was just I kind of dug it. It's kind of like fucked up version of a Rocky montage. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. even worse at the end, Jeff, when. He doesn't even get the tanning booth oh, yes. or the professional done. He's just yeah. he's bleaching his own hair. Exactly. And he's got the spray but, on tan. Like, yeah, spray yeah. tan. I know that's why it's not on my list because I didn't like that one. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It said it's, he keeps going further and further down. Um, all right. So that was my number three. So we're on to Scott. Number two. Number two was, was the hardcore match in the, in the aftermath. Um, yeah, just... You know, I, I always like to point out when the the sound guys do good work here, just all that. And it's like it's 
You know, what what does it sound like when you staple something into somebody's skin? Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, just all the, the glass breaking. The, um, <laughs> the prosthetic leg was awesome, which I guess is based Use on a real leg. thing. Use yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that that whole sequence. Yeah, I guess it was just so brutal. And then they they just show him like picking out all the like shards of glass and mm. the staples, and, ugh, and it just goes on forever too. Like, yeah, he's yeah, <laughs> brutal. He keeps pulling stuff out, and the, the doctor's trying like, okay, yeah, now you can go shower. Like, ugh, yeah, it's rough. One thing I forgot to mention when I was talking about this match is that it's yeah, it's it reminded me of so when when I got back into wrestling in the nineties was uh, I saw the the famous Hell in the Cell match with Mankind and Undertaker, right? And if you guys people know, right, he gets thrown off the cage oh, yeah. twice or once through and thumbtacks and all that stuff breaks his yeah. collarbone his tooth coming out of his nose and <laughs> all that stuff legend um legendary i love that man. i mean i've always loved it it's it's awesome but like i there's more and more videos i like behind the scenes video i see and it's just like i feel bad that i like it so much because you see him afterwards and he's just bloodied and they're stitching him up and he's obviously concussed and he just wants to get the approval of of vince and undertaker it's just oh it's so sad and you're just like but no, I don't want to. I, honestly, this is me like putting up a barrier. They're like, no, no, this is still this is wrestling. I like it, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I was going to talk Eesh. a little bit more this a little bit more with my number one. But if if there were a message in this movie, it it would be that we as the the fans are like <laughs> are yeah. willing to let like wrestling Jesus die for our entertainment. Because uh, there's a loose, there's a very loose like allegory here of Jesus, uh, like all the bad stuff that happens to him, um, if you're if you're paying attention, um, and yeah, he he dies just for our entertainment basically. Yeah, I mean that's like you didn't you haven't seen Passion of the Christ? I just beat the shit out of him. It was a hardcore match. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do that to all of our entertainers. I mean, just that's true. But like he think gets of the, the he, actresses that we. You know, you gotta stay, you gotta stay thin, and that you gotta stay young, and like all that stuff we put them through. Oh, no, yeah, sure. It's not, it's not just them. Yeah, that's true. We do that for everything. That's for us clowns. Our, our athletes are like get seriously injured, and we call them pussies. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why are you out playing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it, it is ridiculous sometimes. Um, yeah, just to, write terrible things about them, like mentally destroy them and rip. Yeah, we do terrible things to our <laughs> our entertainers. Uh, I'm sorry, bucks, they say. actors and actresses of Hollywood. So yeah, for you, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the Halcyon days when when our celebrities were just like racist and, and misogynistic. Jeebus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Scott, Alex, number two. My number two is again the relationship between Randy and Pam. Or Robin and Pam, the real <laughs> names. Um, I like that they set up a really good um, uh, parallel between their two professions. Yeah. Very similar. Yep. Uh, they're they're both at that age where they you know they probably should quit. I mean, Randy, I think should quit a long quit way time, ago. time ago. She's still um, objectively attractive. Like. <laughs> yep. So. Um, and yeah, it, it, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, 
Scott Woods, it's so tragic. Because at the very end, she takes a chance on him. And you can see, you can see in Randy that he's actually considering it until the, uh, uh, who was it? Guns N' Roses starts playing. Yeah. And the crowd starts cheering. And then it's like, ah, it's, it's over. He's not going. There's no way. I never uh, got oh it gosh. that he was going to change. I think his mind was already made up. That's how I, I took it. it. Yeah. I thought he was like teetering, at least considering it. When when a she bit. when she shows up at his trailer, and he barely has any time for her, like that was the giveaway that he wasn't like. There was nothing she could have said to him. Yeah, she already told him off. The daughter already told him off. Like I thought at that point he's like, "Fuck it, this is my life." And but I mean, you could be right. I I just took it as he was. It was too late. It was like the last, the last chance. It's like this is yes, you know, it, was, it was, it was, it was definitely the last chance. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he even recognizes that it is, and still goes mm-hmm. through with it anyway. It's, yeah. it's not like he was thinking, "Oh, I'll just do this match, get back with her, like yeah, go no. get her afterwards." He, he was like, it's "I'm no doing illusions. this instead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. Because if it. she wanted. Blown up by him in the strip club, then she would she would have changed but, her mind then. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, yeah. But again, it's her fault for leading him on. I mean, <laughs> rule number one about strip clubs: do not fall in love with the strippers. <laughs> rule. That's be the first five rules. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the sixth rule again, is don't go to strip clubs. But um, your money is better spent elsewhere. Uh, is it after that? Is when he goes to the the other bar and well he goes and to the, watch the wrestling match and then, right yeah, and that's when he meets up like, with the girl oh, gives him the blow and all that so yeah. he misses the chance with his daughter yeah yes it's all after that okay mm-hmm. so yeah it's like there wasn't even any considerations like she didn't she never uh pam never thought you know what after i quit we'll we'll resume this we'll keep we'll we'll get back to this after i quit stripping and then you won't be a customer none of that she just kept saying can't get involved with the customers, you know, can't get personal. And was was really stubborn, not wanting to admit that she had feelings for this guy. It's tragic all I mean, I mean, at yeah. that point, though, he's still kind of just like some guy that she, she kind of knows through him coming to the yeah, strip club. So. But, I mean, she's talking to, she's willing to go out to the, his car to talk about his heart attack. Yeah. So there's a little bit more there. And then go shopping with him for his daughter. Yeah. Right. My my point is that like it make it it, it makes sense to me that she's still really hesitant. Sure. It makes yeah, sense. yeah it does. But she didn't have to be. She could have said, yeah. you know what? Let's let's pick this back up after I quit. But it's also tragic for her let's too. Get not, some not just yeah. For him. yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's two way street on this one. I mean, who know, who knows? Like, let, let's say that she gets to him in time. Like maybe that that relationship doesn't work out or whatever, but like, or he just has a heart attack. Being literally saves his life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He has a heart attack first time they bone. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, no, that girl in the bathroom, he was fine. That was not Marissa Tomei. That was not Marissa Tomei. Oh, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) He woke up with fucking fireman boots on. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was funny. One, one good joke. <laughs> the movie. That's good. Um, yeah, that's my number right. two. 
Yeah, also, like, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know if it was the thing, but was she, that shift that she quit, she went to work and she saw her boy playing with his wrestling figure and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like that. yeah so. oh, that, was, that was tragic, too. Um, all right, my well, number two is Marissa Tomei. Um, just, I never knew she got nude in a movie, and this was a surprise for me. And, um, <laughs> were you watching she looks good. The... But, well, my cousin Vinny. Did you watch this uh, by yourself, Jeff? I did. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I, just, I had no idea. I just never thought she did, so it was, it was a surprise. Um, uh, did Laura walk in going, oh, you're starting to make me jealous. You got a little Mercer Tomei thing going? You got a little Mercer Tomei Yeah. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, no wonder, I kept thinking, no wonder George had a thing for Mercer Tomei. Yeah. Um, but just, okay, that was just, I just had to bring that out because I had no idea. Anyways, uh, number two, yeah, her character and her relationship with him is just, we we just been talking about it all this time, but uh, yeah, and like the thing that you talked about that their careers mirroring each other and and all of that, and she goes and she's getting turned down by guys. And now I feel bad every time I've turned it down just... a lap dance at a strip club, and like maybe the girl wants to retire. After that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. You you were like the the one that's stopping them from from going outside and doing a header off the top rope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, she was great in her her relationship with mm-hmm. him in this movie. I really liked their that was going on there. So that's my number two. Again. So, but uh, again, uh, very unrealistic. It took me out of the movie when people were, or dudes were refusing a lap dance for Marissa Tomei. Yeah, like, no, yeah, it's yeah. completely unrealistic. Nah, I mean, I because she was I like see twenty year olds turning down a forty. Yeah, as good as she was, I could see twenty drunk guys saying shit like that. Yeah, when they turned it down and just saying how old she was, like kind of making fun of her for being old. Like she's twice their age. I could see that. It's stupid. And looking back mm-hmm. on it, when they got when they got older, like damn, we turned it down. But I'm just saying, nah. All right. <laughs> uh, Scott, number one. Another one is, is Mickey Rourke here, and, and the same character is Randy. Um, so the whole movie is is just a big character study. Um, we, we already talked about most of the, <laughs> the the tragic and mundane stuff he has to go through, uh, but but Mickey Rourke is is great here. Um, you just see it all in, in his face with so many. Again, there's a lot of close-ups of his face. Um, you know, I, I don't think like any other movie would have benefited in, this, in the same way that, that this movie does with that. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the the Jesus thing. Um, so yeah, like Alex kind of mentioned, it. he gets the the cut in his side um, during the, the hardcore match. Oof, yeah. Um, you know, she, yeah, the Bruce Tomei thing, um, the whole thing of just just him getting beat up. Um, you know, him going out there to do his thing for the people in a way um but uh yeah not, not much more to say about it um yeah this is kind of the the the, the role he was born to play because <laughs> he looks like one of those like he, he doesn't look that much different like in this movie than than some of the, those like wrestlers you you mentioned jeff that maybe we should have stepped away a while ago um, no, he definitely yeah. looks the part in this movie. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, and you know, and, and you know, he's in the ring doing a lot of that stuff, um, and and it's pretty convincing. Uh, so, yeah, I think you're okay. 
All right, Alex, number one. Sam? Also, Mickey Rourke does a fantastic job carrying this whole film. Um, tragic, poignant, you know, a gut punch when he's apologizing to his daughter. <laughs> Several gut punches, actually, that he pulls off. Uh, very endearing, not only when he's with the kids, but when he's at the dollar store and he's messing with the clerk and everything, trying out, you know, the stuff with the other wrestler. Um, yeah, all around. Phenomenal job. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's he's not a bad guy. He just, he's not, he's not lazy. He's just stuck nope. in this, like, mm-hmm. moment in 1980-whatever that he can't, like, yeah. walk away from for whatever reason. Oh, he's obviously addicted to... Yeah, like, like trying to get that high back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, all kind of other addictions fall in its wake. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like he just he can't stop himself. Yeah. Yeah, make you work. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number one is just the sad story of all wrestlers. <laughs> um, very few make it out of this industry alive, it seems like. Um, or in a better place, uh, and that's I, I. Maybe I'm doing a jar, a large sweeping judgment here. But everything I've seen, um, either end up on a sexist, uh, racist sex tape, or uh, <laughs> die in your early fifties from heart attacks and drugs. And I mean, they're all the ones from our childhood are like dead. Like it's so bad. And then The Rock is the only one, man. He got out of it, and hopefully, but <laughs> he did Dave, Dave, Dave to... Batista. Dave Batista. I mean, there's a few. You know, Stone Cold yeah. doing his podcast now. He's oh, yeah, he's one of the few guys that's never. I think once he retired, he has not come back. Because even The Rock comes back every once in a while. So, mm-hmm. so I think Stone Cold has it. I think his knees are shot. But other than yeah. that, what do you, like after uh, you guy you know, when Rock's still kind of when you're watching. I don't, I don't. I think Batista was maybe, but there's still dudes like John Cena that seem like they're. That's true, John Cena. Seems like he's pretty healthy, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then we're talking the top of the top, right? Yeah, I mean, these yeah. are the yeah, guys yeah, that have yeah. were. Who knows about a lot of these dudes? Yeah, yeah. who got yeah. to the top of the biggest wrestling federation and stayed there, and were like they they were treated the best. So, yeah, it's the percent you know the percentage of the percentage of the percentage of the rest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my number seven. Just the sad story that it is. Of being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. All right. Any honorable mentions? Um, yes. Go ahead. Uh, the shot of Randy and the old man in the hospital, I think, was a great, like, comparison of the two. Because they, I mean, they could have been the same age. Like, I thought it's like, whoa. It's like, look at, you know, the stark difference between these two guys that might be around, you know, within five years of each other. I thought that was cool. Wait, which guy? When he's guy. at the hospital and, you know, they, they the nurses put him back to sleep and then there's a, 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 a long shot of him, Randy, in a bed and next to him in the other bed was an old man. And they're both, like, on the same... It seemed like the same, you know, oxygen machine, tubes and everything. So it's like kind of like a comparison of gotcha. uh, two, two different lives there that ended up in the same place. And uh, real quick, I really love the intro to the movie where it's all like the highlights of the the good old days when he was on top. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts straight to him in some folding chair in like the daycare office of 
wherever he was wrestling that day. It's like, oh my gosh, that's just brutal right from the start. Like how far he's fallen, like you get that immediately from the first shot. Yeah. Was it Beyond the Mat? I think it went, you kind of did that with the Jake the Snake Roberts character. And same oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, him, he's trying to get back with his daughter. They have a dinner that, that night and then he just doesn't show up th- for it or something and just bails and he had a drug and alcohol prop issues as well. I think he's yeah. kind of clean now, but I'm not sure. Wow, he's still alive? Yeah, I just saw him. Yeah, he's one of the few guys that's still alive, but I don't know. Oof. You get like, you get like people helping him out too. Like, like other wrestlers, like even like a GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. That's, that's, that's incredibly sad. Is like, you get someone like Jake the Snake who like, there's enough fans that remember that would actually put up, you know, money for a GoFundMe. But some of these lesser known guys aren't getting that money. Like, (laughs) so yeah, it's, it's, it's even tragic that he has to have a GoFundMe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Vince McMahon has a lot to answer for. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Alright, it's time to rate it. Uh, As usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7. 1 being garbage, 7 being perfection. Scott? I rate this movie. This this is a 6. It's just... Well... Well shot, well acted. um, Just... (laughs) it's, 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 like, sad the whole way through. Uh, which mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily equal entertaining, uh, but but it is interesting. Um, like like you guys said, um, you probably don't need to see it again. Um, I, I did want to you know go over the movie, which is why I wanted to 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 watch it again. But uh, yeah, six. All right, Alex. Sorry, I'm also gonna give this a six. It is it is you know it's a tragedy. Definitely. But it has peaks and valleys. It's still a tragedy, but Aronofsky really balances it with the entertainment value. Not only of the wrestling itself, but uh, of all the characters. It was really smart just casting real wrestlers uh, for for a lot of the other actors. Or the wrestlers. They were mostly themselves. You can see it in the credits. That was awesome. Um, yeah, and you really want to root for this guy that you know isn't going to change. Like... Yeah, it's a six. All right, I'm gonna give it a five. Uh, I did, li- I did like it, but it's, it's sad. And if I gave Lady Vengeance a one because it was upsetting, this <laughs> gets has to. Ha- I kind of have to follow a similar pattern. This is obviously not nearly <laughs> as depressing yeah, as that movie, but not. I don't, I do not want to see it again. And uh, but it's still, I can recognize it as a good movie. What, what, I, I, I meant to ask you guys, what do you think was like the single most like depressing thing in the movie? For me, for me, it was the when he was at the signing. Oof, that was rough. That was. Jeez, <laughs> like, I almost forgot about that. That was so like. Oh ugh. gosh, yeah, that was. Wait, sad, yeah, be, that, sad because, or probably both, sad because of all the injuries of all the other wrestlers, or because that nobody was there, like the whole thing. But, yeah, like, even the way like, it's oh, shot. we're gonna have a really good turnout. It's like, Oof. Ugh, yeah, and I'm just looking around, so depressing. Like, oh, this is my life. Is that the sad Virgil meme? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that one of our listeners, I forgot who it was, who would send that sad Virgil stuff. Oh God. All right, uh, it's time for the crossover topic, which is what? 
Scott? Could say that. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, five char- top five characters who should have quit while they were ahead. Um, so, we're going to get this started. Th- this one is not cheating, but... <laughs> oh, it's cheating. Uh, it... The characters should have walked away, but everything still winds up working out well for them. And that's Edmund Dantes. Uh, gets no, see, up, that's why it's not on my list. You he can't gets, do it. He gets brought up a lot on these, these lists. But nope. he should have, like... And I'm not talking about the middle of the movie. When <laughs> Luis Guzman's like, <laughs> I'll go up there, kill him. Bam, 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 bam. How is this a bad How is this a bad plan? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but like toward the, this. toward the end of the movie when he could have walked away with her and had to be it. No? Nope. Because I had thought yeah, about it and maybe. I was like, no, because he gets, he keeps going and he gets everything at the end, right? So, well, he, and the, guys, it, the, the list wasn't five characters who should have quit while they were ahead and still come out ahead. It was, he still, he still should have quit. Like she almost gets killed, so. Yeah. And he gets arm jacked up by Guy Pierce's sword. He has to block with his hand then on that one. Remember? No, but remember? If he wouldn't have quit, if he would have quit, then what would have happened? Then he would have I don't not know. had. I don't know. What he would have not. Uh, yeah, whatever. Hey, fuck that Napoleon guy. <laughs> yeah, you got a bone apart to pick with him. All right, almost <laughs> got some sort of syndrome <laughs> complex. What's your number four? Number five. Uh, my number five is, and this one is a little bit cheating because I forgot about the characters part, but, uh, I put down anybody who's been on, who wants to be a mili- uh, who wants to be a millionaire or a game show. That's what I general. almost put. Game show contestants. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, you already have $700,000. If you don't make this question, you're going to get nothing <laughs> or like significantly less. <laughs> But yeah, just a lot of those folks that just just quit while you're ahead, man. The the box or the snapper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's in the box? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. You are so stupid. <laughs> Good old cootie. All right. Uh, well, my number five. This could almost be any kingpin mafia drug lord story, but I went with Scarface. About it. Um, he's getting everything and then he just finds out his friends and with his sister and all that crap and he just goes overboard mm-hmm. and, but this, this can kind of go from any this represents almost any of those movies so yeah Scarface took, Tony Montano he took it to the limit <laughs> and beyond see if we took it to the limit he would have been good but he went past <laughs> yeah. the limit yeah. ah Tony <laughs> Tony <laughs> no <laughs> have you had your sunny D <laughs> Uh, orange juice, Tony. <laughs> the other day, it was, it was on TV, and I was watching it, and Laura comes, and she's like, what are you watching? And it was, like, right before he shows up. And I was like, I don't know, just watch for a little bit. And then she's like, oh, God, is that the orange juice guy? <laughs> <laughs> Billy, your mother's right. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> All right, Scott number four. <laughs> um... Number four is from another movie that I probably don't need to see again, uh, and that's uh, mm-hmm. from No Country for Old Men. Uh, the uh, Josh Brolin character, Llewellyn Moss, um, who I don't want to spoil too much, uh, but he has 
uh, a couple chances to not make certain choices, and he he does, and not good stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> he, that old man loses his country. There you go. Yeah, friendo. I honestly don't remember that movie. I've seen it. I know the famous scene at the end, but I don't really remember that. What happened? I know. Yeah, anyway, I should watch that movie again. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is from Rounders. When uh, it's pretty much at the very beginning, you don't learn what why this happens until kind of towards the middle or the end. I only saw this movie once, but uh, it was Matt Damon, right? Matt With Damon. The yeah. Okay. Damon. Matt Damon. Jordan pulls a move on a poker champion like the poker champion of that year at some random you know card table and everything he pulls a move so he wins a bunch of money and everything so he's high he's confident and he thinks he could take down uh john malkovich in a uh, russian accent and he is dead wrong so he should have quit after he beat the poker champion but then we wouldn't have gotten the movie and it was pretty good yeah, I have one of those on my list. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought him eating an Oreo was the fucking tell? Well, that's what I was going to say. Malkovich, <laughs> he should have should have quit, quit with the Oreos while he was ahead. Yeah, that too. <laughs> two, two of them in this movie. I'm a Russian man, BS. <laughs> All right, uh, I have Apollo Creed. Um, you gotta stop, man. I mean, Rocky kept, kept fighting. He should have stopped too, but he keeps winning for some reason. So I don't know, whatever. That's, but a, that's Apollo... a good. That's a good allegory for the wrestler too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Apollo. He he's a champ. He wants to fight a low life, not a low life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, he is a low life, but a down and out guy, Italian Stein on the bicentennial, blah blah blah. He gets a draw. He still wins, but he makes forces that rematch. Then he really loses. And then for some reason he comes out of retirement to fight a big evil Russian, and he shouldn't have done that either. So, no, that's true. Just, he's in his pool playing catch with his golden retrievers in his beautiful mansion, he's his have, beautiful family. He's having completely straight training sessions with Rocky on the beach. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got his best bud running with his best bud on the street, and then yeah, and then he's like, "I want to fight the Russian." And now he's. Grand Minister of the Planet in Star Wars. One so, Carl yeah. Mathers. <laughs> yeah, then he was after he got taken out by a predator. Yeah, after he got taken out by a predator, and then he was like getting stews going and everything else. He, for um, for a little while, he joined the PGA Tour. <laughs> he lost his hand. <laughs> Damn, alligator bit my. Damn, hand. alligator bit my. Hand. <laughs> oh, still one of the funniest movies, moments in Hollywood history. Goddamn hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Um, so, number three is... How, I thought of Martin Scorsese, and I settled on the Sam Rothstein character from Casino. Uh, about two-thirds of the, way, uh, of the way through the movie, all he has to do is keep his head down, keep his mouth shut, and he can't do it. And... He, he basically brings the Nevada uh, Gaming Commission down on him uh, because of that. And and then lots of other stuff 
bad stuff happens that is, is related to that, <laughs> uh, as, as we've talked about on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, De Niro is, is Sam Rothstein in Casino. Can't. I thought it, God, God, forget that movie. I thought it was Joe Pesci and him being an ass and killing people. Well, well so Pesci is the one that brings, like, the, like, FBI and the rest of the mafia down on him. Yeah. Whereas De Niro is the one that, that brings the, like, gaming commission down on him. Like they uh, both they both fuck up. It's just that <laughs> Pesci's fuck up was way bigger as far as like the mob was concerned. <laughs> mm. Ooh, it does not end well for him. All right, um, just like I, Home Alone. <laughs> Alex, number three. <laughs> My number three is Doctor Evil. Movie we recently did where he becomes unfrozen in uh, Austin Powers and he has a legitimate business. <laughs> like he's making millions of dollars, yeah. Money hand over fist that uh, Robert Wagner has uh, graciously worked the company. Oh, Alex, Alex, uh, Alex, you just yeah. don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to quit while you're ahead. Instead, he has another scheme to get one million dollars. All right. There uh, Should have quit. My number three, I do not think we've referenced this movie on this podcast over the last eight years. I could be wrong. Oh, Loaded Weapon 1? No. <laughs> oh. And I'm going I'm to do a terrible accent, and you guys got to guess. <laughs> Sometimes when you win, you lose. And when you lose, you win. <laughs> it's terrible. You know what it what? is? Oh, what are the Star Treks? Is that Chekhov? No. That was supposed to be oh. a Rosie Perez impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You Rosie Perez. Perez. I, I can't Ray believe Walter Cooning. I, I can't believe Alex and I didn't get that because that is dead on. Billy, sometimes <laughs> when you win, you lose. Are you turning into John Malkovich with the game? Yes. When you lose, when you win, you lose. Yeah, white men can't wanna, jump. Like how does the want to screw. Yeah, Billy, I want to screw. No, she doesn't like screw. She's like, I want to say make, I want to make love or fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, that's she a keeps damn, telling Billy that sometimes. That's a good what? one. Damn, damn. Yeah, and so Billy, uh, he wins the the money, but at a cost of not being yeah. there for her. And she said, if you leave, I'm not going to be here when you get back. And she goes and wins Jeopardy and all that stuff and blah blah blah. And then he wins, and she's what, gone. What is a quince? <laughs> That's one of the questions. When it's a quince. All right, Alex, we need to hear your Rosie Perez. I don't have a Rosie Perez. <laughs> well, neither do we, obviously. <laughs> Try. Uh, I'm trying to think though. of what, what did she say in uh, Pineapple Express? I, don't I thought you were just going to dance like the beginning of Do the Right Thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. Uh, White Man Can't Jump, Billy. I forgot his last name. Oh, Billy. Billy Boyd? I don't know. That's a hobbit. Uh, Scott, <laughs> number two. Uh, number two is a villain that, that had the complete upper hand, um, but because he was obsessed mm-hmm. with revenge, uh, he had to, to keep going to his ultimate demise. Uh, and that would be one Khan Noonien Singh. Uh, <laughs> like a poor yeah, yeah. marksman, yeah, you keep missing sure. the target. That's good. I thought you were going to say Anakin Skywalker there, but no, good. Khan's better. 
Kirk. There you go. <laughs> Kirk. All right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is from Game of Thrones, and I'm sure there's more than one character, but I, the one episode that I actually saw, and I read in the book and it was awesome too, is Theon Greyjoy after he took Winterfell. Uh, yep, he should have just left it there to burn, move on, like everybody else told him to, and uh, nope, he got fucked up. Now he doesn't have a penis. He doesn't, poor guy. Yeah, that's true. That movie that shows all about people who should just listen to what they were told and not move forward. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Dial it back a bit. It all starts with Ned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Ned the Head, Needle Ned Head. <laughs> Ned? Ryerson? <laughs> Little Ned Niederlander. <laughs> um. All right, well, my number two, it's actually a few characters. It's kind of the whole villainous gang of the movie Heat. So, oh. damn, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of points. They, they know that the Heat is on. Yeah. They know that Pacino and them are watching. They have the conversation. What is, is it worth it or not? What's his face? Sizemore, RIP. He, uh, that's right. Um, oh, he even says it. He's like, "You have, you, you don't need this money. You've got a family." Can, and, and they all, but they all do it, and they all die. Well, not all. Falcomer survives. Well, so, yeah, so yeah, that, because of love. Yeah, that's that's a great scene because De Niro's like, basically, if you guys are in the, the, oh. the oh, that's Pacino. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to De Niro, oh yeah, is, that's is, right. It's just a little, a little bit, a little bit, bit. going to rob this bank. <laughs> Me and you, a little bit. Uh, he, you know, he, he's basically saying like, if you guys still want to do this, we can do this. Um, and here's like the split or whatever. And Val Kimmer's like, I need the money. And then Tom Sizemore's like, fuck it for me. Like the action is the juice because he's like, right. So so he's of of the all of them, he's probably the most like the one that shouldn't have done it. And then right. and of course Trejo's like, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wild card. I love it. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number one. Number one, uh, so Jeff had his gangster. Mine is uh, Michael Corleone. Uh, oh. Many points in Godfather Part Two could have could have gone legit, as it were. Uh, oh. More margaritas. Can we talk about this? Because I thought, and I couldn't come up with a clear spot where he could have done it. Without then him just being waiting for someone to come after him in the end anyway, like I I never saw a clean break for him, but maybe I'm missing because that that plot still confuses me. So there are definitely because mm-hmm. like with Rothstein, if he didn't go team up with him, they still would have like came after him, right? So not Rothstein, Hyman Roth. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I I guess that that was always something that maybe was looming over his head, but. Um, I I think for Michael it's still him wanting to hold on to power. Like, he, he was a lot like uh, Randy, where maybe he tricked himself briefly into thinking that um, he he was going to go legit, but he never actually was. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. And I then, think and that's what they're kind of saying. There's like you once you get into this life, it's hard. You, 
you can't really get out of it because it's always going to be Louis Novi unless you're the right, Kennedys right. or something. Pull me back And then the third one, yeah, you get the... You pull me back. Yeah. Oh. Who was it? <laughs> Who was it? Was it Clemenza? He should have quit while he was ahead. Just leave the gun and the cannolis. But no, he had to have, he had to have those damn cannolis. I mean, cannolis are delicious, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. He should, yeah. In real life, he should just told his agent to fuck off, and I'll be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And <laughs> yeah. Instead, we got uh, Frank Dangeli. <laughs> oh, my God! What have we got? <laughs> Alex, you do a pretty good impression of that guy. Which, which guy? Uh, Frank Pantangeli. Frank Pantangeli. I can't picture him right now. I know the name. He's got the big white mustache, the yeah. guy who oh, gets Michael. choked out. This is cheap, <laughs> it just sounds like Alex doing one of his like Simpsons. Yeah, do Poochie. Yeah, Poochie yeah, po- yeah, is good. Uh, you know, he's a big Italian dog, that Poochie. Now, now you went into like Trump there. <laughs> they say he's the biggest dog. We all love Poochie. Big, big, strong dog. dog. Huge penis. <laughs> Alex, number one. Number one. My number one, and I was surprised that Scott. I was very surprised that you didn't uh, get this one, but I I, almost a whole race of people, and these are the dwarves mining too greedily into <laughs> Minas Tirith. I thought about that. I, I really did, but I couldn't think of like a single character to lay that no, on. Just the dwarves. Yeah, they great. Well, uh, what's his face from the from the Dragon Show? <laughs> that that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, that one dwarf that became king. From his dad. Oh, the dra- that's right. The dragon show. I was calling him the dragon show. So, uh, yeah. The dragon yeah, show. Maybe. The dragon show was the Game of Thrones one. This was not the dragon show. This yeah, was... I know, but we called them both. Yeah, the I, I, I called them both the dragon shows when we were doing the three <laughs> so. But yeah, they dug too greedily. There hasn't been a dragon here since. Over. All right, um, and found darkness and fire. Nice. All right, my number one's from a show I don't think you guys watch, but that'll be Walter White from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. He's many times, you know, he, he breaks bad for a reason. The reason is definitely solved at one point, and he just keeps going. And he has plenty of outs and just keeps on going. Because kind of like Time Size more, he just likes the action, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Walter White, Heisenberg, Breaking Bad. <laughs> they couldn't stop wheezing the juice. Yeah. <laughs> Honorable mention. <laughs> and uh, my... Link- my, my <laughs> there you go. You My honorable mention is Tom Brady and uh, many other athletes who should have retired a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And Joe Montana. Not Joe Montana. He didn't come back? No. Like after retirement? Oh, okay. Good for him. No. Wait, what? He finished his last few seasons, on, or a couple seasons on the Chiefs, but he never retired. He just was off the 49ers. Oh, I thought you guys Brett were talking Fa- actually like really about Joe Montana. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I guess I haven't seen him do much work recently. I don't know. Like... Oof. What? Brett Favre what retired like three times. Yeah. Yeah. Brett Favre. Whatever. Now, now he's just uh, stealing money from the poor people of Mississippi. Oh, anyway, fuck that guy. Piece of shit. Allegedly. <laughs> Any others? Time for Alex Knows Sports. 
I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So I'm mixing in a little bit of uh, uh, sports and yim news in here, because I saw a sports movie called Chain Can Dunk. Okay. And at first, it's a Disney movie, so at first I saw the, you know, I saw the commercials and the trailers, and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be like on the same budget level writing as, you know, Air Bud or, you know, like a made-for-TV Disney Channel type of movie, right? But no, it was surprisingly deep. Uh, I saw it with the family, and uh, it was great. It really surprised me. It was good. I recommend it. Cool. All right. Chank and Duck. Or Kenny. Mm. Before we leave sports, um, the World Baseball Classic is on right now. So technically, this is like the real World Series. So (laughs) this is basically the World Cup. That's right. Of baseball. Um, so if you're interested in baseball, watch it. This is it's kind of interesting. Right now, it's a lot of like really good teams versus teams who have no right. Yeah. Well I think I think it's it's fun to see some of these guys like the Czech team or whatever, like (laughs) Sure, but like Korea beat China like twenty two to two. Yeah, yeah, like poor China's just freaking crazy. Um but I mean yeah, big upsets like Mexico destroyed the United States. Uh, Venezuela got Venezuela over on the Dominican Republic. Well, they have Fernando Valenzuela, so yeah. yeah. So if you're interested, watch it and then you look there. So, apparently, when I was reading, we don't care that much about it here in the United States, but in other countries like Korea and Japan, like this is a huge deal, and there's oh yeah, bitter rivalry going on there, like. <laughs> Ichiro said some smack why. on... Yeah, no, besides that. Yeah, like, Ichiro <laughs> talked some smack, and then Korea won, and they planted a flag on home, a Korean flag on <laughs> the mound, and Ichiro wanted to murder them, and yeah, it was, it was pretty messed uh, up. So, anyway. There, there was... Uh, so, the, the Great Britain uniforms have been getting roundly mocked. Oh, God, they're terrible. There, there was a video... Oh, link of... There's a, <laughs> there a video today of a picture... He was like rubbing the the front of the his tea fell off. Yeah, the tea <laughs> fell off on the front of the Britain. Again, hey. to to those to those I, I, to the credit of those uniforms, I, I have to double check, but at least those don't have fucking like signage on the side of them, like at least the U.S. ones do. Yeah, no, they're they're awful. At least the font's not Comic Sans, like the only thing going for it, but. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Great Britain does do they ever go by Great Britain in other sports? It's like either like the United Kingdom or like in soccer, right? They separate and it's England and Scotland and Ireland, but like Great Britain. I always forget the difference between I'm looking this up again. Yeah, I don't know. I it just seemed weird because I don't think I've ever seen like the Olympics, I know they don't go by Great Britain. I think it's the UK and then United Well I think I think I think Great Britain is the whole like empire or whatever. So like you get the like the, those islands that are like in the Caribbean as well. Stormtroopers. Oh, so their team is made up of all of the No, like the you, you get you get like Bahamian players and, and stuff like that. The, all right. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I think that's the difference between them. Okay. So this is do I have the right uniform? It just it's just white it says Great Britain and the G and R separated by the buttons. Is that the one? It just says Great Britain in like the most basic font ever. Yeah, okay, that's the one then. In a way, it's very, very British. <laughs> yeah. So if you just saw one half of the shirt, it would just say "Eat Tain." It's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. 
so basically just want to go over some some oscar stuff uh we, we did mention that yeah tom sizemore um you know aneurysm something like that uh yeah but yeah he he passed away r.i.p um which leads me to my next thing i want to talk about so i'll get into some of the winners in in a moment here but uh in memoriam had some snubs and 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 i get it like they're trying to put on a show and they can't show everybody and blah blah blah. some of them were a little baffling like so the show they did this bullshit thing on on the oscars where in the middle of it they had a they had um Drawing blank here. We had Melissa McCarthy, and I always want to. Call... She died? No, 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 no. I was gonna oh. say they had Melissa McCarthy, and I always want to call Halle her Ariel. like Halle Berry, but her name's a little bit different. The the girl that's playing Ariel. Um. Yeah, I can't remember it. But anyways, oh, I can't remember. They they, the they came out. They came out. I'm like, okay, this is interesting because because they're both in the movie, um, and. They just like introduced a trailer for Little Mermaid. Like the show forever has been like ragged on for going too long or not having enough time for other things, and they jammed in a trailer for a movie in the middle. And I get it; it was an ABC production, so it's Disney. So, it's, yeah, Disney so they're going to use that. Yeah. Although there was like a thing for Warner Brothers in there too, like seventy-five or hundred years of Warner Brothers, or whatever the hell it was. Um, so they got their time. But that one made sense. Yeah, that me. made a little it's... more sense. Um, but uh this was terrible yeah it was, it was fucking commercial. awful yeah like they could have just done the commercial without like having in the they just that could have just been the break was that whole trailer or whatever but um which leads me into one of my snubs so so melissa mccarthy is playing ursula um the actress that played ursula passed away this year pat carroll and she wasn't in uh, the in memoriam so i feel like that was just a big oversight uh, yeah that is um and just i just other ones, just like more personal things. So like Fred Ward wasn't up there, um, and I don't know. Oh bullshit! I don't know if we mentioned it yeah. when we did cast a deadly spell. Um, I, I don't remember, but David Warner too passed away last year. Um, maybe I, I never caught that. But yeah, he was he was the bad guy in uh, cast right. deadly spell as well, mm-hmm. um, and you know lots of other snubs or other people that didn't make it in there, uh, like a couple big names like Anne Hesh. Was was it in there? Um, <laughs> relatively big names. I, I don't want to get into. No, I don't want to get into the because of the debate. Yeah, but... Stupid Ralph Garman podcast with Anne H's <laughs> butthole. <laughs> yeah, she'll live on forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, and just to reiterate that that leading up to the ad was utter bullshit. Uh, that said, um, some winners. Um, so uh, Guillermo del Toro was Pinocchio. One for for best animated feature. Um, Sorry, yeah, speaking cause... of Guillermo, did you see the very beginning during the monologue? Yeah, yeah. And Jimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about if you don't, you go up on stage and attack him, Guillermo is going to get him. And you're all expecting him, you know, Guillermo from yeah. his show, but no, they just panned Guillermo del Toro in the audience. The, the best, pretty, the best part of that, and there's already a meme for it, was when he said Spider Man, and it cut to Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yeah, and everybody was expecting face. like Tom Holland. And there was like a little moment, yeah. And he made that face because, like, <laughs> um, that, was, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, the I you know, spe- speaking of Jimmy Kimmel, I did like uh, his joke about um, uh, Kiki Kwan and Brendan Fraser. 
being nominated must be a rough day for Pauly Shore. Like, <laughs> yeah. From Cino Man. But he also, um, Jimmy Kimmel did something really classy that I really liked, which was um, in the middle of the show, he, he, he gave a shout out to James Hong um, for, you know, just being in a million things. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that guy is like, you know, like legendary actor at this point, like character mm-hmm. actor anyways. Pretty sure still, during the commercial working. break, he said, this is pissing me off to know him. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Shut up, Jimmy came up. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, it was cool to, to see uh, him because he wasn't, you know, he was just there kind of as, as part of the general group for everything everywhere. And apparently right. it was James Hong's first time at the Oscars. Dude's 94. Wow. His first time yeah. attending, apparently. Um, so that was cool to see him there. But yeah, other, other winners. So the big winner of the night was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Ki Kwon won. And, you know, we we watched it. And I, I, I've i been saying that, you know, if he should win. like, Or he's definitely worthy of it anyway. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis won for Supporting Actress. Uh, won for Best Picture. Uh, Best Director. I, I love the, the Daniels. The Daniel Schneider. Shinert and Daniel Kwan, the directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once, they're mm-hmm. just total nerds. Like, <laughs> like they're they're a new generation of nerds. So like Spielberg's mm-hmm. a nerd, but he's like a nerd that our parents were. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, he's got to take that string off his glasses. He was trying too hard with that one. I thought. <laughs> yeah, these, these other guys are just like super nerdy, um, and they, they wear it. Did Rakakuni? Did Rakakuni win for best? I think that I think, I think that guy was there, but I I don't know if uh, was there. Uh, but um, uh, you know, Brent Fraser won for uh, best actor. Um, Oof, so that's a you see, The Whale is another movie that it's like oh, I don't I don't I know I should. Well, that's watch, a, I'm not gonna... Aronofsky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, oh, I don't I don't want to watch this. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we get back to everything uh, everywhere. Uh, Michelle Yeoh won for Best Actress. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of like emotional speeches. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard not like assuming that they're genuine. It's it's hard not to to like Brandon Fraser and Ki Kwan. Just like going to be genuinely overwhelmed by by the moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like but all all that said, really didn't see much of the other nominated movies uh, for Best Picture, anyways. Um, with some other winners for like some of the more technical stuff was uh, Wakanda Forever, um, for best costume. Oh yeah, um, Avatar: Way of Water for best visual effects. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front got nominated for, for like everything. Um, I think it won for the, it won a lot too. Yeah, it won, it won a few things. Winner. Yeah, yeah, it won best international yeah. film, best score. Um, Top Gun Maverick had the best sound. <laughs> <laughs> the best Tom Cruise. Yeah, the best Tom Cruise. Uh, best mustaches. So yeah, I watched uh, overall. I watched the show. It was it was fun. I missed like the first like half hour or whatever. So I actually missed Ki Kwan's uh, acceptance speech. But uh, when they when the movie won for best picture, did you see him and Harris? Because Harrison Ford read out the award. Oh, I saw yeah, yeah, photos yeah. of that. Yeah, that oh, was cool. Oh, oh, yeah. Harrison Ford's energy level when he presented God. though. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I said it regret me. Like I, I missed uh, Ralph Garman's impression of Harrison Ford. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if you ever heard you you you've heard it before, right, Jeff? Maybe outside of the like I'm the what now? It, 
Ralph Garman's impression of Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. He's lower. <laughs> he just keeps getting lower and lower. Yeah. <laughs> he just throws uh, a whip in there. <laughs> yeah. So I thought Jimmy Kimmel did really good, really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, better than trivia. Billy Crystal? Here's a little trivia. Who? I guess not. Because Laura <laughs> thought Jimmy Kimmel had done it a bunch of times. How many times do you think Jimmy Kimmel's hosted? Uh, this was his third time? Fourth time? I thought this was his second time. This is his third time. Oh. Um, I th- we were thinking maybe we get confused because he always has the post-Oscars show. Right, and Maybe right. you just get used to him for that. Okay, so he's third. Who who do you think's done more than him? Name some people. Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal. Okay, yep. Um, How many has he done? I thought he did five. Yeah, five sounds good. Nine. Wow. Whoa. But that's second all time. Second. Whoa, really? And number one has him beat by a lot. Uh, Ed Sullivan. No, but you're kind of in the right Johnny, time. This isn't Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson had done it five times, so he's below Billy Crystal. Uh, Milton Berle. <laughs> no, but you're kind of in the right track. Like that old school Hollywood... Who's the guy that had the ultimate pug? What's his face? Steve Allen? <laughs> Steve Allen. Think like old school Hollywood, Palm Springs. Frank Sinatra. Preparing, uh, performing for the troops. Bob Hope. Bob oh, Hope. Bob Hope, yeah. Bob, what the hell am I doing here, Hope? Yeah. 19 times. 19 19 times. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, okay, and then just real Damn. quick. Whoop. Whoopi Goldberg did it four times. Steve Martin did wow. it a few times or multiple times. Steve Martin did it three times. Uh, Jack Lemmon did it four times. Uh, Jerry Lewis did it three times. <laughs> Good even. And others, but those are the ones who've repeated. And I, I would have thought Kimmel did it more than that as well. Didn't and I definitely would have thought Billy Crystal was less than nine, but I thought he would have been number one. And John Stewart did more than once, or did he just do it once? John Stewart. I don't even see him on here. I know he did at least once. Dang. Um, like how Chris, long ago? Chris oh wait, yeah, 2008. He did, it twice, right? he did it twice. Okay. 2008, 2006. Gervais never done. He's only done Golden Globes, right? Or did he ever do the Oscars? I thought he. I don't see him on here, but Chris Rock's done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure well, that has. wasn't people out there for that one. Yeah. Letterman. Yeah, I remember Letterman. Chevy Chase. There was that awkward year where they had uh, James Franco and Anne Hathaway. Forgot about that. Yeah, and the Doogie yeah. Howser's done it one time, and Ellen oh. DeGeneres. Oh, I think anyway. uh, Wolverine's done it at least once. Hugh Jackman. Hugh yep. Jackman. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. I see his name on here. Wow, I didn't know he hosted. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a theater guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's good for that. Snickety, snickety, snack, snack. <laughs> Goldie Hawn. I guess there was, sometimes there's been multiple people. Like I see Warren Beatty, Jane Fonda, Richard Pryor. Did it one year. Goldie Hawn, Gene Kelly, Walter Matthau, George Siegel, Robert Shaw. <laughs> Robert Shama <laughs> must have been good. <laughs> just told a story about how a shark ate him. I mean, he I, had to be tanked when he went out there, right? Like, <laughs> just blotto. This is, this is 76, too, so this is right after his... 
Jaws bump. Yeah. Not to be wow. confused with his Fish bush bump. bump. Yeah, All right. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, so the the last thing I want, I want to say about the Oscars is uh, the the best documentary feature was Navalny, uh, which is about the the opposition leader in Russia that's uh, you know currently being held there as a political prisoner, and his family was at the Oscars, and and they his wife gave a, a kind of a moving speech. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, yeah, that, that's it for me. Um, Alex, anything you want to go over? Yeah, I had forgotten that I wa- a couple weeks ago I watched Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. It's kind of a reaction to all the Marvel movies right now. Eh, yeah, it's all right. I Can't did complain. A big thing that I didn't like. Well, I loved Ironheart's prototype suit. That was pretty cool. But then when they, they had her. She deserved her own movie, first of all, or TV series. I think that was the original. I think that was the original plan for her because she felt shoehorned into this movie. I thought uh, she was going to get her own show. That's why they shoehorned it in. uh, It's like, stay tuned for the adventures. uh, Could be. It would have been cool if they just had her without the suit. Like, oh, we got to protect this girl. Why she's so special? And maybe she makes some stuff, kind of like the prototype that uh, Tony Stark makes in Iron Man One, and then. In the show, like, because she's super smart. That too, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, her suit at the end, uh, it looked goofy. And you see her. The biggest gripe that I have with this film, you see her hammering out like stuff, trying to make make her new suit and everything. And you see the shape of the Iron Heart that she's making and everything. And then it's not even in the fucking suit at the end. It's like, what are you doing? My voice is so high. I hate this. I'm, I'm, I hate I'm this. always amazed at the stuff that you, again, I've said it before, but the stuff you key in on, because I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Neither do I. <laughs> I mean, her, her name is Ironheart. I'm not, I'm not, saying, of, you know, I'm not the, saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like... No, but her, in the comics, you know how Tony Stark had the arc reactor in mm-hmm. the circle, right? On hers, it was on the right side of her chest, and it was shaped like a heart. That's her thing. Okay, well, I, I don't know that. And then it's not even, they do some other stupid shape on her goofy-ass suit at the end of the movie. And it's like, eh. The soundtrack is killer, though, on that movie. It's awesome. The, the Rihanna song, oh, God. Like, yeah. it's, it's hard to listen to, like, in a, in, wow. in a, in a good way. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, ugh. Mm-hmm. God, what was but it? Yeah. The, the lady awesome who soundtrack. won... Was the lady who won costume and said her mom just died last week? Yeah, and that was brutal. Asked Chad Boswick to look after her. It's like, oh my god. Well, she 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 was cool. Jeez. Like she's the like the first black woman to ever win two Oscars, or something like that. Okay. Well, cool. whatever. But her mom was also a hundred years old. So. Yeah. So it's it's sad, but not tragic necessarily. It's still tough. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like to have that happen, like right before she won again. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's sad. Anything else, Alex? Uh, oh, uh, since we have construction in my apartment, I can't play uh, The Witcher 3 this week because I had to take my rig and it's all rearranged in my apartment and everything. Witcher. But I I am <laughs> trying out a couple different games on Game Pass. And today, for the first time, I tried Vampire Survivor. Man, that game is addicting. <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard it, it's It's fun, so simple. I, yeah, I don't know that I... Bullet Hell games are it's not just, my jam. 
It's not even a bullet hell, dude. It's just you walk around and you have, uh, like, a simple attack. You don't even push any buttons. You just walk around, right? And then after you collect so much experience points by these little gems that the enemies drop, then you get to pick a new random power-up. And then just hordes of monsters that you have to navigate through, like, carefully, like, with, with all the, your abilities firing off at the same time. It's great. Just whether it's on the phone or on the Xbox or whatever, just give this game a shot. It's it's so much fun. It's super addicting too. So okay. I recommend. Do it. Right. Do it, Jeff. Right. Oh, not too not too one for best original song from RR. We should do that soon. Uh, Jeff, anything else you want? Oh to yeah, that's an amazing song too. <laughs> I love oh, yeah, that, that movie. Scene. Looks fucked up. I gotta watch it. Um. <laughs> RRR. Yeah, they they kept showing clips from it during the Oscars. I'm like, Jesus. No, yeah, crazy. there are some pretty fucked up parts, and then there's some like the the like the range of emotions that you have in this film is incredible. This is some goofy ass shit in there. Uh, Scott, just FYI, when I was searching up the award, the hosts for uh, Oscars, they actually had a link for In Memoriam, and then on the web page. A lot more people than they show. Oh, like yeah. Fred Ward is on here and Warner. Like, all, all those people that I mentioned are in that section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, did they even go over, like, Louise Fletcher and Nurse Ratchet? They don't even know oh, yeah, Louise. Yeah, I forgot about her, too. Um, not not a major star, but, like, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> um, yeah, Louise yeah, Fletcher should have been on there. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, all-time villains. Was Oscar winner, right? Was yeah, yeah. Oscar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just now that I'm seeing all these, yeah, well, God, it's just we're also getting to that age now that we know who these people are that are dying. Whereas before, when you watched it as a kid, they were just it's eh. it, yeah, like yeah. Angela Lansbury. First of all, I didn't even know she was still alive. Um, did Did dying. you watch um, Glass Onion? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. She she has a small like cameo in the beginning. Does she? I don't even remember. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a really fun uh, cameo with her and a few other people. Okay, for me, you guys speaking of video games, um, I think I told, I don't know if I said it on air or off, off on air, whatever. I ordered an Xbox <laughs> Series X. Uh-huh. Uh, I returned it the next day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I don't need an egg. I got it, and I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? I, I literally set it up, and I was like, I don't have any games. I don't have any desire to get any games. All I'm going to do is play old games. So this is a waste of like $600, $700 once you add a controller and all that stuff. So I just sent it back. So there yeah, goes that. I agree. <laughs> um, and it's funny. I also ordered some Google... Air, Air bot, AirPods for my ears. They didn't fit, oh, so I okay. sent those back too. So within like one week, <laughs> I spent almost a thousand dollars, but then I got it all right back. So there you go. Um, Buy, buyers and Mars is not a thing that exists in Jeff's house. <laughs> nope. Uh, 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 that kind of was. Um, and then so shows I've watched. I finished The Last of Us. Did you guys watch it yet or no? no? I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna I'll binge it. it. Yeah. yeah. I did not. Really I did not watch the second episode of Mando. Oh, Mando! Oh, you're missing out. So, well, first of yeah. all, for Last of Us, um, you guys definitely watch. I do want to talk about it on this podcast. Maybe we can make it a whole episode. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I mean, I've beaten the game, so I heard it's like fairly similar with a few changes. So, we can talk about it whenever. Yeah. Every time, everything I've heard is it's the same as the game, and when it's not, they made it better. 
It's from what I've heard from like Ooh, people okay. on stuff that don't okay. know. All right. You know, the only thing people will get mad about, oh, there's not enough of this. Well, that's just because you didn't die a thousand times watching it and having to fight the same. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's things or people get upset. It took me t- five hours to get past that scene, and this just took five minutes. Well, yeah, because. It's a TV show, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't like real complaints, but they were like kind of more like joke complaints. So definitely watch it. Uh, the, the two main actors are just great in it. Um, Mando. Watch yep. Mando. Uh, and then uh, speaking of Mando, Mando, Mandalorian, uh, episode two. I guess since Scott hasn't seen it, we can't talk about it. But uh, No, a lot better. A lot better. Like yeah, I really I enjoy it. I really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, just more lore, more, just everything. A little, I get got a little more Starbuck. Yeah, it's got more, nice. more crystals, more water, more crystals, more water, more lore, yeah. more uh, N one starfighter. Yeah, and this it keeps to be going quickly. Like, oh, yeah, I, I wonder, gotta how go. Many, how many episodes are gonna be on this? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's moving along. Because it kind of felt like the last episode they kind of talked about, this is what the season's going to be about. Go to Mandalore and go to the yeah, waters. Yeah, the waters. Just, <laughs> it was like, okay. Well, so, uh, yeah. We're on Mandalore. Yeah, oh, sure. we're on Mandalore okay. already. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Um, oh, I'm not going to... Oh, Scott probably won't know this, but I'm not going <laughs> to surprise the, the... Finally, the character that's getting his due after appearing in A New Hope. He showed up in something. One of the other things, but yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we'll see how episode. If I remember correctly, Mandalorian has always had like a couple good episodes and like a filler episode of like remember those fish people and the eggs and stuff like weird episodes, which I didn't really like. Yeah, I still had that was still fun. So, but yeah, that was definitely a filler. Yeah, um, so we'll see what what happens here. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, sounds like we're good. We brought right. we brought that low heat for this episode. Yeah, uh, there you go. Now you just gotta do turn around, and I'm gonna arm arm up your balls. <laughs> that's that's a <laughs> <our> real move. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.